You're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour on Kootenai Co-op Radio. Hold your hands up, hold your head up to the painted sky. Breathe in spirit, you can feel it, let your ego die. Be a vessel, never settle for the status quo. Love will lead us and complete us, this is what I know. We've got to raise vibration. Wake up and raise vibration. We've got to raise vibration. Wake up and raise vibration. Just like Jesus, as he teaches, do it like the Lord. Just how Martin got it starting and without a sword. Just as God, he went to war and never used a gun. We can join together and through love we'll get it done. We've got to raise vibration. Wake up and raise vibration. We've got to raise vibration. So you're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour on Kootenai Co-op Radio, 93.5 FM in Nelson. My name is Jeff Pilsner. And I'm Anna Boxstrom. Mm-hmm. And this week, we are going to play an interview that Jeff did with a young homeless man in Victoria. Yeah. And uh, just wanted to prelude that with a little prelude, yeah, with a little ex- explanation. Um, what is happening, and the reason why this young man asked to be interviewed, and uh, we have ultimately shared that interview on uh, YouTube as well, mm-hmm. is because there is something going on in Victoria with a group of young people, um, basically torturing uh, homeless people. And this young fellow has been targeted and wanted to share his story in the hopes that something could be done. Um, They've kind of made it into a game where they they coordinate themselves online and they, um, they run a scenario where they target one particular homeless person and try to entrap them into committing some form of crime. And there's violence involved as well. So, yeah, it sounds yeah. really, really crazy and really um, unpleasant. But after having had a couple of different conversations with this young fellow, Jeff uh, decided that he believed him and yeah, definitely. he wanted to share his story. So it's not all uh, murder and mayhem. It's not all... Uh, bad stuff we're, yeah, we're also there's talking actually a about, lot of positive uh, yeah. stuff in the he's, in the interviews so. he's talking about yeah what he's learned from the experience and what he's yeah. learned from being homeless and uh, how we might all treat the homeless differently so um we'll play that i'm going to play it in four different segments and uh this is the intro where he's explaining what's going on and the group 
he calls the superheroes because that's what they've that's what they call named themselves, themselves yeah. that. it sounds like listening to him on this topic it kind of sounds like they see themselves as the good guys and they're eliminating the the homeless by basically putting them in jail creating these false scenarios where they will be able to entrap them and get them off the street yeah but of course being one of the homeless Thaddeus sees it differently. So. Exactly. Now, I will apologize in advance. The audio quality is really crappy. I recorded it in the foyer at the library in downtown uh, Victoria. Yeah. And there were a lot of people milling ar- around, and there was a lot of ambient noise, and I did my best to filter out all of that, but it's not perfect, so it, it bear brought, with me. It's another thing that brought home to me that the plight of the homeless because he has no privacy and no way to get privacy. So we had to interview him on his turf. Yeah, exactly. So So go ahead and hit play. All right. This is a special edition of Shift Happens Empower Hour. I'm currently in Victoria. Anna is in meetings and I've taken the opportunity to meet some of the local people and Thaddeus is one of those people. Hello Thaddeus. So I met Thaddeus last night. He was close to the hotel where I'm staying and my heart went out to him because he's currently homeless. and. He told me that he has a unique story, and he wanted to share the story, and I wanted to share it with you, the watchers and the listeners. So can you tell me, I guess at the onset, where did you come from? Uh, Well, I originally came from Manitoba. Okay. I came to BC on a whim. Basically, they just decided to because it, I felt like I was being called there, I guess. So I ended up uh, coming to BC. And through a series of uh, events, I ended up in Victoria, which consisted of uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay. So your experience has been all over the map. You had yeah. work when you first got here, correct? I was. So, you were working when you first got here? Uh, I actually wasn't. Oh, okay. I, that was my misunderstanding. Okay. So what has your experience been when you first arrived? Um, my experience when I first arrived... I ended up in a small town to start, and that was... Uh, it, it, that just kind of boring to me. I ended up... Then ended up moving out of that small town and somewhere else. Actually, that's right. I did work for a bit. Um, it doesn't matter about the details. It's just oh, again, you were willing to work. You wanted to work, but it ended up that it didn't work out for you and you ended up not being able to sustain yourself, correct? That's really what I was was implying. Okay, yeah. And so you've had some difficulties now living on the street. Mm -hmm. You've been 
targeted by individuals, correct? Mm -hmm. Would you care to share some of the details of that? Okay, well, it's basically like this. There appears to be a group of people that have dedicated themselves and their free time to targeting homeless people, select homeless people at that. Usually they pick out eccentric types, mm -hmm. um, types that tend to stick out because in their little game that they play, they take on the role as the superhero. That's what they call themselves too, correct? Yeah. So these um, individuals, allegedly, they go online, and I haven't been on their site to be completely uh, fair in all this. I haven't been to their site to see this. I haven't had the resources to be able to see this. Yes. Um, but I am investigating it currently. Uh, they, they go online on these forums, and they end up uh, basically spending their time coordinating either ways to target people. I speculate that there are those, some of these people that they target end up getting bounties on their head. I speculate. I don't know for a fact on this matter, but I do right. know that my experience does point me to the fact that this is happening, though, on some level. And there are many people that are simultaneously being targeted as well that I've talked to, and I'm not alone in this. But what they end up doing is they target people, oftentimes drug users, because they can use the scapegoat that they're just paranoid, right. and that they're just uh, in psychosis or uh, something along those lines. But, um, and for the most part, it's actually a really genius, uh, almost an evil scheme that they have set up. Like, it's, it's actually really well thought out, except for the fact that it relies heavily on a person not maintaining their rationality throughout the experience. And, and that's where they run into trouble with you because you've maintained your rationality, correct? Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. I've had my moments for sure, but like, I mean, this experience in itself has led to PTSD on many levels, but I have still uh, been able to uh, sustain my logic and I've been able to ration, ration up, use my rational mind to uh, not, I'm, how do I say this? Um, to come to this conclusion un, from an unbiased perspective. Mm -hmm. I've challenged it many times, and many times I have um, ended with the belief of, okay, I must just be crazy. This, this isn't actually happening. People aren't following me. This isn't actually happening. And then I come to that conclusion and I drop it. And then maybe a week or two later, then I have a similar experience where all of a sudden I get this feeling. My intuition is very strong. So what happens to me is I get this strong, sharp intuition. I see it happening. And I see what's going on in front of me. And they try to put people in these setups. They try to set them up in these positions where they end up getting compromised by either uh, setting up a kind of trap for people so that it's like an opportunity to steal something or an opportunity to do whatever uh, in terms of like a criminal activity. And then they will, I speculate based on what I heard from, when I should probably add this, the information I heard about the superhero uh, paradigm 
that they are working with. It's kind of like a LARPing group almost. Uh, this superhero paradigm uh, was introduced to me by the brother of one of the people that are coordinating this. So I do have very good reason to believe that this is actually taking place. And he had a very compelling uh, um, point of view and statement regarding what has taken place in his life and his friends' lives regarding right. the interactions that his brother has had with uh, other people and the team or whatever you want to call it. I don't even know how many people are in this group, to be honest. And are they like frat boys or like what it, are these people? It's possible, maybe I don't know, but they are heavily invested in this game, and they'll do. It, it, it seems as though that there's like there must be like a point system, or people are either getting cash rewards, or it's possible that there is a uh, financial benefactor to this whole uh, uh, this whole game that they're playing. And it's a sick and twisted game because people are getting their minds twisted. They're, they think they're going crazy. Targeting homeless people, the weakest people uh, who are struggling to get by as it is. And not only that, but making it harder for them to pull themselves out of the situation they're in. Yeah. So all of that added on top of it is very, very uh, intrusive to one's life. And not only that, but uh, absolutely devastating to so that was the first segment of my interview with Thaddeus. Uh, you're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour. And anyway, before I play the next segment, I basically, well, I wanted to give you a little backstory on this. When I came close to stepping off and being in the same circumstance, it really was because I had lost all sense of meaning in my life, and it was really difficult for me. I, w I was very successful, very financially successful, but I felt guilty for that success. And I also, when the truth came out about the corporations that I was representing, when the truth came out that they were not on the up and up, I felt responsible for hurting other people. And so... When Thaddeus talks about wanting meaning, wanting to do something with meaning, it really struck a chord inside of me. So, again, I apologize for the audio quality, but hopefully you guys can still hear it adequately. So if you want to go ahead and hit play on that file, Anna, okay. we'll be back. So where, where do you sleep, if I can ask you? There are various places that I sleep. I, I mean, I I know you don't want to share those those places because you want to protect yourself. But I'm just to get an idea. Um, where do you sleep when it's raining outside? We're coming into the winter season, and how do you keep the the weather well, off? Of that's you? a good question. I mean, considering the fact that over the course uh, like last two or three months, it hasn't really been raining here at all. So. Yeah. Now that we're moving to that season, I honestly don't, I don't, I just don't, so I'm trying not to worry about it, I'm just kind of playing by ear as I have been for the last course of the time I've been homeless. Um, so, so do you have access to health and all, like the social services or? Uh, to varying degrees, yes. Yeah. Um, however, 
the cost of rent out here is insane. Yes. For one. Uh, two, the amount of money that it takes to be able to first build your way up out of that is like enormous. So like that also stems in that cost of living factor. Yes. But um, uh, there, there are resources, but they're not. They're not doing their job well enough, and I mean, yes, and also, like, I mean, here in Victoria, there is a lot of resources in terms of, like, food, uh, clothing, and stuff like this, but uh, the problem is, is that the culture itself seems to be pushed down and bogged down to certain degrees, where it's, like, on varying levels, it's made more difficult to pull oneself out of the situation, almost seemingly intentionally. Yeah. I don't know why that would be, but it seems that way. Oh, we kicked the dog, people, right? What's that? We kicked the stray dog. That, that's human nature. Yeah. And you're unfortunately seen as a stray dog. Yeah. We are actually, by their terms, they would see us as the undesirables. Yeah. Well, I was really impressed with the conversation that we had last night because it was obvious to me that you have a brain in your head and you have a heart. And so, I don't know, you must have some ideas, you must have some thoughts that could help other people like yourself if the powers that be would be willing. So would you like to share any of those thoughts and ideas? Uh, of things that could help Well, I, yeah, I mean, if rent is expensive and there's not a lot of money that's available for you with social services, correct? So how can, if budget is not there, how can people, forget about the government, how can we the people help people like you to get off of the street and empower you to you know, be self-sustaining, for example, so that you can have shelter and have food in the stomach? It's a really good question, actually. Um, huh. I don't... I don't know if I have a good one solution because I feel like the problem is so multifaceted. That share, it's like, share some of those. I mean, it's not going to come down to one solution, but just, just you know... Speak freely. Your thoughts, your perceptions. Well, I feel like the system itself is a problem. And the system itself needs to be completely overhauled. And that is, in its own essence, uh, a very big task. Everything from the education system to the war on drugs to uh, every... Every detail about the system and society that we live in has to be tweaked to a varying degree in order to uh, be a system that can work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Because what ends up happening, what I've seen, is that a lot of people within the homeless community are people that fall outside of uh, the norms of society. They're on the fringe almost. Yeah. So. 
and it's easy to judge them if they're drug users or whatever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Put them in a box and write them off. Yep. Right. And meanwhile, the rest of society can go and drink their faces off for the weekends, and that's okay. You know? Right. But um, we're very hypocritical. Our society. So, okay, what about the the church community? Do do the local church members or the you know the congregations in general? Do they help in any sort of way? Yeah, I mean they offer emotional support, I guess, from my experience. Maybe there's more to it. I yeah. don't have a whole lot of experience with many churches. I mean, there's one I stopped by at. Uh, during the weekday to get coffee and talk to the people there a little bit. Um, and, and that's been good. I mean, there's some support there on that level, mm-hmm. prayer and whatnot. Um, in terms of, like, financial support or, like, actual, like, physical support in terms of helping the hands-on type thing, not really. But uh, uh, I don't know if I would ever expect that anyway, though. That's... Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, again, the problem is just so deeply rooted. So for you yourself, what would it take without, you know, getting the handout? Everyone talks about how bad it is to give handouts or whatever. What would you see as an effective way to get a hand up, or a leg up, if you will, so that you can get from your circumstance right now and be employable, for example. May I ask, do you want to work? I want to work, but the problem that I face is that I've worked jobs before in my past yeah. where I, uh, like 40 hour a week jobs, full-time jobs, and I worked many years doing that. Yeah. And although my job wasn't horrible, it was so so dissatisfying that I felt so dead inside that it didn't even matter that I was making money to begin with. I would spend it all because I was that miserable. Yeah. So That describes many people, I think. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So due to that fact, um, eventually I uh, became... Uh, what happened again? Right. So I... Um, the, the job that I was working for at the time was uh, it wasn't as much work anymore. There's kind of like ran out of work for the workers, so I, would, I ended up having to go on unemployment okay. insurance to cover the first year of uh, while I was in BC. Right. And during that span of time, I uh, I guess I grew accustomed to not working, and then over that span of time, I realized more and more that. The job that I was at was interfering with my ability to uh, uh, find a level of peace that I wasn't able to with it. Right. Um, as much as it may be necessary for those jobs to build, I just feel like there's just certain roles for people to play in the world at large that isn't being... Uh, Artist, I guess, to say, or it's not being. There's people have talents that aren't really being used effectively in this world. That, if put to proper use, could 
actually benefit society and the world in ways that it couldn't fathom. So you're not a drone? No, yeah, exactly. I can't be. I just simply can't be. Yeah. For me, myself, personally, I can't. Maybe others can, and that's fine for them, you know, but like, for me personally, I don't operate that same way. I just can't. Yeah. Not at this point, though. at least I just can't. I mean, I'm open to working. I mean, even, like, I could work even a job that wasn't uh, a full-time or anything, maybe a part-time job uh, doing something that would be, to quote you, as drone-type work. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe part time if I had to, but like I know I know that within myself that if it works to the point where I had to do that full time to make my money, I would be so stressed out that I yeah. would be back to square one. I would, to be quite honest, probably want to shoot myself. Yeah. And so if I can put some words in your mouth, because what you're saying really rings true for me is I want my life to have meaning I want to be productive right. with my time and my energy and it's not so much about the buck it's just I want to do something that means something yes absolutely and in this world it's not easy to do that because the way everything is set up is you just turn screws or you punch out freedom fries or whatever yeah. or minimum wage if you're lucky yeah and you know for some people that fulfills them that's great yeah you know like uh, I had uh, that's actually the point you raised like uh, yeah no I I need to have meaning if there's no meaning to what I'm doing then I literally I question the whole span of time that I'm doing this. Like, yeah. why am I doing this if this doesn't be anything? Yeah. Or if there's no purpose to it, right? Especially if I'm working towards building up a society that I don't believe in to begin with, you know? It's like, actually, at that point, I'm doing something negative, even, in my mind. Yes. Betraying yourself. Yeah. I do hear you. Against stone, 
The circuit city that I thought was mine Maybe a brave new world But it's really not mine Oh, we're fogging back out of screen They might catch them But they won't catch me I'm out here clean and I'm free Yes, I'm free Knock me down and I got back up And I got myself back in the race So that was Tom Cochran, Human Race. So you're tuned in to Shift Happens Empower Hour on Kootenai Co-op Radio. My name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And we, or I, was interviewing Thaddeus, a homeless person in Victoria. And uh, yeah, I have to say that I, I really enjoyed the community. Well, the conversation that I had with him, it brought back a lot of old memories and it made me very grateful for how my life did turn out because it could have been much, much worse. And that was the reminder for me. So, yeah. um, uh, And just to let the listeners know, I am posting this interview link because I really think it's worth checking out the YouTube video of... Thaddeus's interview, you'll understand better what um, what it's all about and why they're targeting him. And I am going to post the links to that video on both the Kootenai Co-op Radio Facebook page and the Shift Happens mm-hmm. Facebook page. So basically, what she's implying is is that because he's been labeled a, a villain, he actually has made himself look like a villain. He's playing that role, and but he's not. I mean, he's. You guys are listening to him. He's very smart. He's very sensitive, and anyway, it's a hellacious place for him to be in. But he also, well, I, I won't say anything. I think we should just continue to play the recording. So, if you want to go ahead and hit play, Anna. Okay. We'll be back. For yourself. Is this the first time coming out here that you have been homeless? Yes. Uh, this little stint that I've been on, yes, yeah. is the first time I've been homeless. Okay. And is there any opportunity for you to move elsewhere? Would you go back to Manitoba, for it's, example? It's an option that I've considered. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure yet because at the moment I'm... I'm just, I'm in the process of trying to figure out what to do about this situation regarding the bullies that are, um, that have been harassing people around yeah. You feel that you need to address them? Are you trying to defend your fellow people that live on the street? Yeah, they're de- definitely that. And also due to the fact that I know far more about the situation than I've even let on right now. Yeah. Uh, that I'm in a position where I am kind of, I have a duty to do something about it. I Mm -hmm. can't just sit back and do nothing and say nothing. Mm -hmm. Because if I don't, this is going to keep happening to someone else. And this is deeply, deeply rooted in darkness. It is Mm -hmm. terrible. It is terrible. At the very top of it, the bigger picture is not pretty. So do you feel... I'm a spiritual man 
do you feel that this was part of your path, this oh, experience? Definitely, 100%. Okay. It, honestly, the last uh, three, four or five months has felt like a continuous movie has been playing out. Mm-hmm. Everything from like crazy experiences like uh, how do I say this? You can speak candidly. Uh, it's, I'm just thinking. Well, my experiences have been like more or less in ways that it's like what I've been going through hasn't ever been experienced by anyone like this. Like, I mean, I was cast as a supervillain without my understanding. Can I ask you, Thaddeus, what you've experienced from the hand or at the hand of these individuals? Well, they put me in positions that, uh, for example, they'll set me up in ways where they'll, they'll kind of lure me and lead me. They'll, like, all of a sudden, like, some random person will pop up and be like, hey, let's go do so-and-so or whatever, and then I'll go along that kind of pathway with them, and then I'll kind of get this feeling all the way and something's not right. And then as it's all kind of happening, there are these events that seem almost too, too coincidental. Like, I do believe that there's synchronicity in this world, but there's just too much, too many synchronicities that happen in this small span of time for it to not be something or mm-hmm. mean something. So mm-hmm. uh, I always get this very distinct feeling of danger, but I also... It's really hard to articulate when these things happen because there's so many different things that happen within an event. Yeah. Where it's like all of a sudden the character that I'm talking with or interacting with will tell me to go to so-and-so place and uh, <coughs> go there and do something. So I'll go there and then along that path there may be a, uh, a kind of distraction to take me off that path that will lead me to like a setup or something, a type of situation where uh, they would want me to go with them on like some kind of like a, a quest to go steal something or whatever, but I never fell for it. So uh, every single time it happened, I continuously dodged them because I felt a bad feeling about going into it, so I wouldn't do it. And then I would stop, and then over time it progressed and got, grew in magnitude. There's more people involved uh, as went on, and then the more people I got involved in this, it reached an alarming level sometimes, uh, where I speculate how much I still have to hold myself uh, to a degree where I have to ask myself if all of the interactions I went through that I thought may have been interactions were uh, involving these uh, superheroes. Uh, some of them may not have been just simply because my mind may have jumped to conclusions early because I'm expecting it to happen. You know what I mean? So some of them probably aren't. And so it's a lot of like, there's a lot of things that did happen. And there's a lot of things that happened, but then I probably was slightly paranoid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's a mixture. So that's kind of like where it's really hard to uh, explain. But throughout this, I have been able to discern a lot better over time about mm-hmm. when and where is it happening, or is it not happening. Uh, 
like it got like it's just got reached stupid levels now where it's like I'm interacting with people that like are like James Bond villains like they're like like stereotypical just like over the top overblown stupid maybe that's uh, part of their game it very well if it be. is a game and they're trying to turn this into a a movie like experience then well, maybe they're going over the top with it yeah that's the thing like there's been moments where it feels like I'm in a cross between the Truman Show meets uh, the Truman Show meets uh, Sherlock Holmes meets like Deadpool meets right something it's just a very unique story uh, and in that way and in that right it's, it has felt like a movie experience where it's like a question if there's an audience watching or something because it's not over the top. I mean, it would make a good show. Uh, so are you writing your treatment? I, you know what I'm saying? Are you writing a script? Maybe take advantage of the circumstance that you're in. I mean, you're feeling it. You're experiencing it full on. One thing I can say, I mean, I've I've been down and out myself, and somewhere deep inside, I hoped and I felt that things were going to turn around for myself, and it didn't happen overnight. It's little baby steps, one step after another. But can you see yourself effectively using whatever your creative form is, whether it's music, art, or what have you, oh, definitely. to tell the story. Oh, definitely, definitely. Very, okay. very unique story. Very unique story. Mm -hmm. So that's the interview. There's one more segment of my interview that I did with Thaddeus in Victoria. Um, by the way, you're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour, and my name is Jeff. And I'm Anna. And, yeah, so we're going to play this file, and uh, we'll close out with, um, well... With a song. With a song again. But, anyway, I'm hoping that you enjoy this. It's, it's not easy material. It's not easy to listen to, but I hope that you appreciate the heart and the intelligence of this young man. And, also, the thing I'm excited about with this segment that we're going to finish off with is he shares what he learned and what he is learning from being homeless. So he's not seen himself as a victim, at least not too much. He's definitely seen the, the bright side of things, the silver lining, if you will. So if you want to go ahead and hit play on that, Anna. Okay. And thanks, folks, for listening. It's always awesome to get the feedback from the people who are regularly tuning into our show and listening to our labor of love. The Very show cool. that I do is called Shift Happens, and we talk about the problems quite often, but we also try to talk about the solutions, trying to focus a bit on the silver lining of the cloud. Right. So for yourself, what has been the silver lining of your experience living on the street? The silver lining is that it has taught me a lot about humility, yes. as well as um, learning to get by on my own without having to rely on anyone else. Mm -hmm. 
having to learn how to survive in a very strange world uh, has strengthened me in many ways that I can't really articulate. Yeah. Uh, it's given me a sense of freedom on one hand, which um, from other people's perspectives that uh, it from the perspective of the people that think that I'm undesirable, they don't want me to feel that sense of freedom. But yet, it is something that does come with it on some level. You know, like it's mm -hmm. it's liberating in it, some ways, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and that's the the thing, and that's another reason why I think a lot of people end up getting caught in that loop and not leaving it necessarily. I know for myself that I do. I would rather have a room with a bed that I can go to every night that I knew yeah. was mine. That would be that would be great, you know, if it yeah. for how expensive it was. Um, but uh, it's the the point of silver lining, though. <laughs> well, it's obviously making you stronger. Yes, definitely. Uh, and like you've already alluded, independent. So. I'm not going to say if, I'm going to say when you turn things around and you're no longer on the street, what will you do for other people who are in the same boat that you're in right now? Will you just forget them? Oh, definitely. I could never. I could never. Uh, being in that position, you can't ever go back to seeing it the other way again because yeah. once you like before I became homeless I didn't really understand that world at all. Really. I had my own ideas about it. I didn't experience it, so therefore I didn't really understand the culture at all. I can't not know that. So like mm -hmm. in little ways, like I have to I can't not do nothing. To know what I'm going to do though is hard to say, but Yeah. But I definitely would never turn a blind eye to any of them. Mm -hmm. So, I guess in closing, do you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with people who see this and hear this and they want to help? what would be the best way? I mean, we can say, well, we pay our taxes and that's how homeless people are helped, but that is obviously incorrect or it's not nearly sufficient. But if, if we have someone that would like to help out, they'd like to pitch in, and maybe they don't even live in your community here. I come from the Kootenays. So, do you have any suggestions as someone that's on the, literally on the ground level? Literally. Ultimately, I think one of the biggest things is to see them as humans too. Yeah. Being able to step into the perspective that they are just, they are humans too. They are any worse or better than the uh, observer or the person judging. It's, I, I think that's one of the biggest things, really. It's a small thing, but it's really a big thing to say. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line is, 
You're not a bad person. No, no. And you want to make a difference with your life, and you're looking for opportunities to get back on your feet. Oh, definitely. Right? And would you be open to being productive in whatever the area is, not necessarily getting paid, but being provided room and board, for example, in exchange for being productive? Oh, totally. And I mean, like, for me as an artist, I have, I, I, if I'm in a, in a place where I feel as though I have a safe space where I can store my stuff without having to worry about it being stolen, like, yep. constantly does while I'm yep. I can be in a space where I can start projects and work on projects and I don't have to worry about those projects being stolen the next day. You know? yep. That's one of the issues that I face every day is that things are constantly stolen all mm -hmm. the time. I cannot hold on to anything or expect that anything is going to be kept. Yeah. Everything is stolen. Yeah, I guess it's a So, yeah, I would be a million times more productive in my uh, artistic pursuits mm -hmm. uh, if I had a movie to go to. Mm -hmm. Well, I have no idea how many people are going to listen or watch this, but my hope is is that your story and how you communicate it will help you and others that are facing the same thing in whatever community they're in. And I tip my hat to you because it is important to articulate to speak your truth and hopefully those with a heart, those with a soul will actually not only listen but take action. So thank you. And that's it. You've been watching a special edition of Shift Happens, the Empower Hour in the province's capital, Victoria, BC. Thanks for watching. All right, so that was the interview that I did with Thaddeus a few weeks ago. You're listening to Shift Happens, the Empower Hour. I wanted to play a song that I thought would be compatible with what was discussed. And I came across a tune by Joe Walsh called The Confessor. And I'm going to play it for you, but before I do that... I would actually like to read the lyrics to you so that you are very clear on what it is that he is saying, because I think it really does sum everything up. And so I'm going to read the lyrics right now. The Confessor by Joe Walsh. If you look at your reflection at the bottom of the well, what you see is only on the surface. When you try to see the meaning hidden underneath, the measure of the depth can be deceiving. The bottom has a rocky reputation. You can feel it in the distance, the deeper down you stare. From up above, it's hard to see, but you know when you're there. On the bottom, words are shallow. The surface talk is cheap. You can only judge the distance by the company you keep. In the eyes of the confessor. In the eyes of the confessor, there's no place you can hide. 
You can't hide from the eyes of the confessor. Don't you even try. In the eyes of the confessor, you can't tell a lie. You cannot tell a lie to the confessor. Strip you down to size. Naked as the day that you were born. Naked as the day that you were born. Take all the trauma, drama, comments, the guilt and doubt and shame, the what-ifs and if-onlys, the shackles and the chains, the violence and aggression, the pettiness and scorn, the jealousy and hatred, the tempest and discord, and give it up. So that was The Confessor by Joe Walsh, and now I'm going to play it for you. And when it's over, the show is over. And I hope you'll tune in again next week.
rocky reputation. You can't. 